Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will, and as usual, I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts, Hodgy and Gray. Yeah, right, lads? Very good. How are you? I'm Grant. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Living the dream. The third bank holiday of the month is a long and distant memory, but we go on. Back to work. <laughs> Here we are. How were your bank holidays? Let's go to Mr. Hodgson first. Eventful. Active. Long. Mysterious. <laughs> Just as long as work's been today when I come back to loads of emails and important stuff to get on with. A lot of drink was involved, sport watching, eating food. Good times. Nice weather as well. Gray, what did you get up to? Played cricket on Saturday and then we had a impromptu end of season talk between party to watch a Chelsea game in Newcastle. <laughs> of course. The bear. My yeah, yeah. <laughs> my invitation got lost in the post, as they always do. <laughs> it's fine. I'm like the remote one that's that just dials in. Thanks, lads. Uh thanks for asking. What did I get up to? I went to the cricket at the Oval on Friday, got pissed, then I got really cold, which really sobered us up. And then I went to a festival because I'm just one of those kind of guys. <laughs> oh, in Peckham, can you believe it? On Saturday. <laughs> So I spent most of the day on Sunday recovering. But enough about us. The curtain has fallen on what has been a fantastic season for Newcastle United. And for the last time this season, we're doing our post-match review, this time from the Chelsea game. But then we've got a little surprise in store for you. We've got our keep, loan and sell to bolt on to the end of it. So let's quickly crack on with it, shall we? But before we do, we've got our icebreaker question. Gray, as per my mother's instructions, I'll come to you first. If you won... Ten million pound on lottery tonight. What would be the first thing you bought tomorrow? Probably going to sound really grown up and old of me. Yeah, probably. I'll probably buy my house outright. <laughs> buy a <your> house outright, <laughs> great. Yeah. So a mortgage. Go that mortgage, yeah. you know. <laughs> great. I mean, it's very. Yeah, you're right. It's a very sensible answer. It's not exactly the most thrilling for a podcast. So let's hope Hodge can save us a little bit here. Ten million pound on the lottery, Hodge. What are you buying? I'll straight to the pub. And anyone who walks through the door, I'll buy them a uh, pint, loads of beer and that. Wake up with a dodgy head in the morning. And then find out it's not real and then cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that, because you go to both a very quiet and cheap pub. Yeah, well, so. could be real. <laughs> you, you, you could buy the pub for that. Yeah, and sure, a lot of change. Just walk in and go, Christina, right, give the keys. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me get that right. Gray's paying out his mortgage and Hodge is buying a round of drinks. And a pub. Uh, and a pub. But we really had to kind of put a gun to your head and make you say that. 
It's on me to save this one. What would I buy? I would probably drop everything and go travel in the world for a year, I reckon. Just the nicest hotels, first class flights. And I'd just do that for a year. Just take a year off. Do you reckon you could spend 10 million in a year? Yeah. Of course you could. I don't think that would be my aim. I think I'd go off and have a fantastic year and then come back and sit on what would hopefully still be a bit of a nest egg. I reckon for a million quid, you'd have a fucking banging year. You'd go everywhere you want. Easily. Amazing hotels, first class flights wherever you go. I don't think that would even scratch the surface. Like, I think you'd struggle to spend 10 million in a year. Don't think I would, like. (laughs) There's boats that cost way more than 10 million. I think I could easily spend 10 million if I really put my mind to it. So yeah, there you go. We won't be doing that question again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on to the foosball. We're reviewing our final game of the 2022-23 season, which was away at Chelsea. So we're recording on Tuesday the 30th of May, two days after our fixture at Stamford Bridge. As we all know, or as we all should know, unless you're getting your Newcastle United information from us, which I very much recommend that you don't, you will know that we we drew 1-1 with Chelsea and finished fourth in the Premier League table. Right, let's rip it off like a band-aid. It wasn't the most thrilling of matches, but a hodge, as I went to grey last time. Three words to sum up that Chelsea match, please. I suppose I'll go with, that's all, folks. It's been a Looney Tunes kind of season and it finished with a, a really flat ending. But yeah, that's all, folks. What a season it's been. Unreal. What was he called, that pig? God, what was he called? Oh, we're going to struggle I'm now. I'm thinking of Alf Alpha. <laughs> it's not him, though. Wasn't he one of no. the Aristocats or something? <laughs> he was in the Goonies or something, wasn't he? Was it pig? People are at home just raging at us, getting all these wrong references. Uh, not Percy Pig, God damn it. Porky Pig. Porky Pig. Porky, 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 Porky pig. pig. Thanks for your help on that one, Gray. I had no idea. Just shout up any time, honestly. Of all the Looney Tunes characters, why would you go for the pig? Because he's the one who went, eh, but, eh, but, eh, but, eh. that's all, folks. Who's your favourite Looney Tune? Maybe I should have started with that one. Who's your favourite Looney Tune? No, that's <laughs> yeah, the next time. <laughs> next time we research this. Let's not go to that rabbit hole. Uh-huh. Thank you very Good much, Hodge. Rabbit hole, Bugs Bunny. Oh, it wasn't even intentional. Oh, we have fun, <laughs> oh, we have fun don't we? Oh. Uh, Gray, your three words <laughs> to sum up that Chelsea game. See vous play. Really bad defending. Good. I like it and we'll come on to that. That's really good and well thought through for once from you. Well done. And my three words are, did it matter? So we've got, that's all folks, really bad defending and did it matter? Let's get straight into it then. So a very threadbare squad for the final game. A quick summary. Nick Pope, I think, has been sent off given the match. Sent off, I make it sound like a red card. He's been sent off for surgery, given that this game really had no impact whatsoever on us. We've secured Champions League football, as we know we did against Leicester. So Nick Pope is away. He's getting his surgery. Martin Dubravka starts. Then in defence, we had Matt Target came in for Dan Byrne. But apart from that, unchanged. Midfield's really well. We were very, very threadbare. A number of players out. Joe Linton, Joe Willock, Sean Longstaff. So a cobbled together midfield, to say the least, wasn't it, Gray? It was, but I thought they played pretty well together. I thought Anderson in particular had a had a pretty good game. And I mean, we'll touch on the goal that he linked up. But I thought Gordon, of all players, I thought it was a little surprised to see him starting midfield. But again, I thought he surprised me. Yeah, like you say, cobbled together. But there wasn't much to risk, was there? So why not try something new? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a mixture of might as well give them a shot. Obviously, if it was a middle of the season game, we're not playing Anthony Gordon and Elliot Anderson at centre mid. 
Elliot Anderson, again, as you say, I think he had a good game. I think he had a good game against Leicester as well. Started this game against Chelsea and looked very comfortable. Bruno, the only recognised midfielder, and then Anthony Gordon, obviously starting in midfield as well, as you say. Hodge, let's get straight on to the main moment of the match for us. And it's talking about Anderson and Gordon. They linked up really well for the goal, didn't they? Do you want to talk us through? Yeah. There's a long ball from Shaw crossfield to ASM with his silky smooth long ball passing. I can't get enough of those balls that he starts pinging about left, right and centre. It's fantastic. ASM, a nice bit of control. Anderson overlaps. ASM lays it off quite nicely to Anderson, who puts a fantastic weighted ball across. And Gordon was there to meet it about four yards in front of goal, which is couldn't have missed really there at that point. Really happy that he's got his goal. He has tried to try and get it a couple of times a season and hasn't really worked off. So it's really good to see him finish. I think you could see when it panned to him celebrating, he was a bit of relief in his face. He was like, right, okay, now I can kind of kick on. I know I've not got many games to go to straight away, yeah. but it gives him that confidence to run in a preseason and be like, right, okay, like pressure's slightly lifted on me here. It's a new season, new start. So feel really good for the lad. It's a good feeling. I think touch on that first point, Hodge, that ping from Fabian Cher. So good. How many times has he done that this season? I mean, I've been there when he's done it. I think it was against West Ham when we smashed them 5-1. Just finds these players, doesn't he? His range of passing and the way he looks up and he's always looking to go forward is amazing. And I think if we're looking to bring in another centre half, they're probably going to need to have that ability for us to play the football that we do play. Because we've got loads of players like ASM, Joe Linton when he's on the left, that they're looking for that long diagonal ball. So we need someone really, if we're going to bring someone in with their ability. Yeah, I thought it was a really good play from Anderson. Puts it pretty much on a plate for Gordon, who can't really miss from there. But it did look like a weight had been lifted from Gordon's shoulders as soon as he scored that. He's kissing the badge straight away. It seems a bit soon for him to be kissing the badge, uh, (laughs) given that he only joined in January. But hopefully it's a thanks to the Newcastle fans that have really stuck by him. I think it was really clear to see in the start of the game. Obviously, there was a party atmosphere from the Newcastle fans from the kickoff to the final whistle. And even before that, as they're getting their boats along the Thames, <laughs> which always cracks me up when they're playing the Champions League music, absolutely blaring it on these boats as they're going <laughs> up and down the Thames. I think it's class. But party atmosphere, I think they were singing Gordon's name from the very start. And that's almost his repayment for us really sticking by him. Got a long way to go to really live up to that £45 million valuation or that fee that we paid for him. But as Hodge said, he's got his goal now. Hopefully that's out the way. He's got a Euros tournament to go on to and hopefully shine at over the summer. But hopefully he can come back in the next season and really kick on when we've got lots of games to play. What did you think of Gordon in the game? Yeah, I thought he played really well. He seemed to cover a hell of a lot of ground, like we want all our midfielders to do. But I mean, what was really good to see was him actually getting that goal from that midfield position. I think we've possibly brought him in as more of a winger and our hands were forced into actually playing him more centrally at Chelsea. But actually for him to pop up with a goal from that position is really promising and obviously shows that he wants to play on the front foot. And it also came from Anderson as well, who you mentioned against Leicester, he had a really good game. He was making those overlapping runs and linked up with Isaac really well on that left-hand side. And it was just good to see some young players have some really good forward, positive intent and really try to drive it the opposition. And yeah, like you say, it's probably the best time for Gordon to score. If he had managed to go 90 minutes without a goal, Sunday I think you would have just been thinking about it all summer so actually yeah, hopefully like say that mm. that's lifted off his shoulders and he can actually just relax now and look forward to next season where he's 
probably going to have to play quite a big part given the amount of football we're going to have. Indeed. Going to see what he brings. Yeah, and I think he called it out in his post-match interview. I was listening to it on Twitter. I think he's had a bit of a shock to the system coming into this squad and, and getting up to speed. It seems like, from what he's saying, it's a very different level of training and commitment needed and fitness levels and everything. And I think him having a preseason with Howe and the rest of the squad will do him the world of good and hopefully we'll see his full potential next year. Really, it was just a game of two goals. I think we looked really dangerous at times. Obviously, we had ASM start on the left-hand side. We had Isaac up the middle initially. And then we had Miggy on the right-hand side. Hodge, this will be right up your street, this question. But have you ever seen a more one-footed player than Miggy Almiron, the number of chances he spurned in that game? Yeah, I don't think he had a great game. There was a couple of times where his passing was a bit off and his first touch was a bit off. Maybe he was going at the game with a bit of a no-pressure scenario, just thinking, well, it doesn't really matter what happens here. But for a team that's being taken over by Eddie Howe, I don't think he would have gone on with that mindset. So it might have just been an out-and-out poor performance, which people can have. But there was one or two efforts that he should have probably buried. One where he had a left-foot shot on the edge of the box, which he killed so far wide for a natural left foot. <laughs> Shouldn't be happening. And then there was one where... He could have let it roll to his right and had a swinger with a clear shot on the goal, but decided to cut in back on his left and basically got charged down block. So, yeah, not the best game for the lad. With that £10 million you're offering me at the start, if I could buy him a right foot, I bloody would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that he really, really needs that. He needs to be working on that in the next season. I was thinking about this when I was watching it. Have we ever had a more one-footed player? I thought maybe Lauren Robert, yeah. who's very much dependent on his left foot. but I. I it's always the left footers, isn't it? <laughs> ben Arthur was pretty left footed. Yeah, he, well, the ball just stuck to his left foot, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be a thing with left footers. They need to be ambidextrous with their feet. I don't know what the fucking word for that is, but, but there you go. But yeah, you're right. He, he spurned a number of chances, which I think anyone else in that position might have done a bit better with. But at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. I think Isaac still looked dangerous up front. ASM had a good game as well. He was causing them all sorts of bother on that right-hand side as Piliqueta or Spanish Dave, whatever they call him, Chelsea fans, <laughs> just couldn't deal with him. Um, and I think, again, he seems to like playing against the traditional bigger opponents. We'll come on to it as we do the Keep Learning Cell, whether that's maybe a bit of a shining on the stage one last time so he can get his move away. Who knows? As I say, it was a game of two goals. Chelsea managed to get themselves back into the game and that was through an own goal a a Kieran Trippier own goal which for one last time this season fuck my fantasy Premier League thanks very much for that like Kieran but I think the signs were there in the run-up to the goal that left-hand side or the right-hand side for Chelsea I think it's Noni Madueke was playing that side and he looked really dangerous but also he looked like he just had free fucking room like Matt Target was there and again ASM was pretending to support him, but again, not putting his shift in. Yeah, a lot of trouble down that left-hand side for us, our left-hand side with Target. Are you concerned, Hodge? Is this an area that we seriously need to look at going into the transfer market? I'd say it would be straight up on top of my list for a a very quality left-back. Today, with Target not having as many games, looked a bit shaky. Obviously, Dan Burns not an out-and-out left-back, so it's interesting to see, but... Target was the guy who fouled to give them that free kick from which they scored. I don't think he's directly in fault. Obviously, they go wide from Fernandes to Sterling. He comes in and basically just manages to get a shot across, which was blocked, but then also handled back into the net by trips. So it would have probably been a penalty anyway, even if it didn't go in. But a proper solid left-hand side player would be great. 
And as long as someone helps and tracks back and like ASM does sometimes, it would be even better. Yeah, he's, I guess had to make that foul, but what is unforgivable is the fact that everyone switched off at that free kick, Gray, right? Yeah, I just don't know what we were thinking, really, to give a player of Sterling's quality that much space from that free kick and just let him basically drift into the 18-yard box and have a shot is unforgivable at this level, really, especially an international quality footballer who's got a very good record against us. Going into Champions League football next year, we're going to be playing some big teams with some big names. And yeah, I mean, hoping it's just a, a last concentration and, you know, it's the last half hour of football we've got of the season and people are probably sat on the beach already. But for me, it's inexcusable. We want to be going right to that final minute. And actually, it's almost a bit of a statement to, again, beat another one of the big six, even though Chelsea were down in 12th, I think it was. Which is really poor for them. Yeah, dis- disappointing to see from our side. Strengthening that left side is certainly needed. But again, that's not Target's fault for the goal. Uh, we should have defended a hell of a lot better. I think both ways for me. There's a world where he had to make that tackle, but he's then just let Sterling drift in. Again, it's not solely his fault, but a lot of those problems and a lot of those signs were on that left-hand side, um, which I think could potentially could have been marshaled a lot more effectively. And I think the coaching staff won't be happy with what they've seen from that point. Certainly I wasn't, but... Does it fucking matter? We're still in the Champions League, aren't we? Bloody hell. I think that was, that. well, that was it. It ended in a draw. It was 1-1. A couple more things to call out from that game. One quite exciting one for the future, I hope. It was obviously the introduction of Lewis Miley, the 17-year-old who played his first competitive game for Newcastle United. I think he played in a friendly in pre-season maybe, but this is the first time we saw him in the Premier League. Am I right in thinking he's our youngest ever debutant yeah in the prem correct yeah 17 years old looks about 14 but <laughs> that's just a bit of jealousy because he's playing for newcastle united and i'm sat here in my pants doing a podcast but there you go <laughs> good on you lewis he came on and i think he looked all right didn't he i mean there's not very much you can do in in the time he was on the pitch but one thing he did do is hit the bar can you imagine if that had gone in the fucking introduction that he would have had but my one thing is I don't want to get too excited about Lewis Miley because we've done this with Matty Longstaff before and we've been bitten in the arse. How much can we get excited about someone like Lewis Miley without them turning into a Matty Longstaff, if that makes any sense? I really don't think it's down to us. It's just down to the kid and the coaching staff and we've got more in place now to make these diamonds in the rough shine a little bit better. Just straight up coaching staff, the players that we've got around the club, the feel around the club will obviously have a bit of an impact as well. So the better we can perform and the better we can keep our sights set higher on raising that coaching bar. And it potentially could have happened with young Matty if we had this earlier. Bit bad timing, which is really unlucky for someone's career, but that is football at the end of the day. It's about taking your chances and having a bit of the rubber green going your way as well. So what can we say about the kid? He's had really good coaches comment on how potentially good it could be. So is that a bit of a stumbling block for him? Maybe he's got that anticipation behind him. But like I say, I think we're confident in what we have at the club now to make these kind of players much better than what they have done before in terms of performance through the ranks. Indeed. And good luck (laughs) to Lewis Miley. Talked about Matty there, but obviously we can't miss the fact that Sean Longstaff has come good in the end and is a key part of the squad. So... One thing I think we're really dying for in the Northeast is some proper Geordie talent to come through that team and, and really make a mark on this team and be part of the team moving forward. That's all we want. Football mad region. It's about time we had some football mad 
players and some good quality players that were part of that team. So best of luck to Lewis Miley. Final one, just Gray, get your thoughts on this before we go to a break, before the Keep Learn Cell. How good was it to see that outburst of emotion by Eddie Howe at the end? He's been so reserved this season, <laughs> but that big fist bump to the crowd at Stamford Bridge. It's about time he loses off a bit. I mean, I think the amount of effort and hard work he's put in this year has paid massive dividends for the club. I think we mentioned it last time, but Pep was commenting on how Eddie Howe gets to the training ground at like 6am and it just shows how devoted he is to football and making this club good. He certainly sees the potential in it and he deserves to have that moment in the limelight and just get all the crowd going. And yeah, it was just so, so good to see. I mean, Mad Dog did it at the end. I think Botman dragged him over to the crowd to get him involved as well. And it was, yeah, great to see that they were just thriving on it, really appreciating the fans. It's all we could ask for from our coaching staff is just to enjoy it. And they clearly are. I love that. You can tell he's bottled it up pretty much the entire season and that was one big outpouring and I felt it. Felt it right in the feels. <laughs> it was a great feeling. It's great to see it from him. Hodge, and I can't stress this enough, a very quick point from you before we go to a break. Yeah, Dubravka made a couple of fantastic saves for the camera, which is uh, <laughs> Did, didn't which he? was good to save. Uh, so he really, really saved our bacon and not losing the game there. Just a little shout out to Shout out Dubs. I don't know. I mean, it did stay in the air for a very long time. <laughs> they were on the spectacular side, but obviously they needed to be made. So yeah, good for him to come in, as you say, and keep the ship steady. Right, let's go to a break then. Before I do, let's do the socials. So you can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms, Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it if you give us a follow. And if you're feeling super generous, a five-star rate and or review. You can find our podcast on Twitter at TOTT Podcast, on Instagram at TOTT underscore podcast, and on Facebook and Yocho by searching for Talk of the Tune Podcast. Right, we shall see you in a second. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Alrighty then, we're back with our keep, loan and sell. So if you don't know what a keep, loan or sell list is, we basically go through what we have decided is our 34-man squad, including returning loan players or players that are currently out on loan. We go through our list by category, so goalkeeper, defender, midfielders and forwards, and we decide whether we, remember this is just us and our humble opinions, <laughs> hopefully we'll come to some uh, unanimous decisions, would keep, loan or sell these players going into the next season. Hopefully it all makes sense. If it doesn't now, it should do as we crack on. But I suggest we go straight on with it, boys. So. Logical place to start. Number one, goalkeepers. 
We have five goalkeepers on the books currently, one out on loan. I suppose we start with the easy option, don't we? And I'll just choose at random who speaks on what, but I think let's make it nice and easy. Nick Pope, he's a pretty nailed-on keep for everyone, isn't he? Keep. Yeah. Keep. I mean, has there ever been... How many times am I going to say this as we go through? Has there ever been a more dis- <laughs> <laughs> an easier decision? Right, Nick Pope goes straight to the keep list. He's been fantastic <laughs> for us this season and fully deserves Champions League football next season, I would say. Next on the list, so Hodge, you just mentioned in there, Martin Dubravka, obviously been out on loan this season and picked up a, a Carabao Cup winner's medal with Manchester United. Disgusting. Very strange thing to be saying, isn't it? I hope he threw it straight in the bin. But Dubs, so... <laughs> Obviously, he's been out on loan this season because he's been on the hunt for first-team football. Don't know whether he was ever going to get that with David De Gea there at Man United. But, Gray, let's go to you first. Maybe a bit of thoughts, but then we'll give a decision on Martin Dubravka whether we think that he should be kept loan or selt. The big thing, I think, with Dubs is, is he willing to stay? As a club, we've mentioned we're going to have a lot more football next year and there's the opportunity for him to play in the Champions League. I mean, I think the ball's going to be in his court, but I certainly know what I would like to do. Which is? Which is to keep keep dubs. Hodgie, what do you think? Yeah, I'm quite similar on that. I think it is down to him, and I think we're going to have to have a good backup for the amount of games that we're going to be playing, so keep, I think, for dubs. Yeah, I think he's very good quality. He's obviously been our number one for a fairly long time. He's put in some fantastic performances in the past for us. But as you say, the really important thing is, is he willing to stay? If he is, I think he's a buttoned-on keep for all of us, as he should get some games next season. So we'll move Martin Dubravka to the keep list. Caldalo, here we go. So being a great servant to the club, just say this about everyone, don't we, now that we're in this really magnanimous position that we're really good and loaded. But Caldalo has obviously been out on loan at Hull City and done a really good job from what I've seen in the second half of the season. He's pretty much one foot out the door. Do you not think, Hodge? Reckon a, a trip back to the championship? I think we'll try and sell him or get rid of him. And I, I would back that. He's also on a canny little bit of money. So if we can do anything to help the wage bill out, that's a good thing. So I'd say sell Darlow. Gray, are you of agreement? Yeah, I don't think he deserves to go and play regular football in the championship somewhere. So yeah, sell. So. I agree. I think he's done his time here. He's helped when he's been needed, but he is destined, I would say, for a Champions League club like Hull. I think they'll probably want to keep him. Champions League? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Champions League crazy, man. What am I talking about? Championship club like Hull. I think he's done a good job there, and I think they might cough up a bit of cash for him to keep him. So we'll move Carl Dolo as our first sell. There you go, Carlos. Uh, Mark Gillespie. So, interesting one. His contract comes to an end at the end of the season, but also, Gray, I'll come to you on this one as our resident expert, would count as one of our homegrown players. What are you thinking for Mark Gillespie? I think this is where, like you say, some technicalities will come into it. And for anyone who's not aware, to be in the Champions League, we need to have four players in our 25-man squads who are classed as homegrown, so have played at the club between the ages of 15 and 21 for three years, which we think Gillespie may fall into that category. So for that very reason, I think it would be wise for us to probably extend his contract by a year. Okay. Just so that he fills a spot for that homegrown. Yeah. Not necessarily to play, but... And he could cash in on that as well. He could go, oh, well, I was on, say, five grand a week. Um, (laughs) 
you need me now. Five thousand yeah, five hundred pounds a week now. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. We've got to be quite tactical about this. He does tick quite a few boxes. But I've also heard that we could be interested in Fraser Forster, who's obviously done a job at Spurs the second half of this season, who would also fill a spot in our squad and is higher quality than Gillespie for that homegrown player. Hodge, what are your thoughts on Mark Gillespie? I think we keep for the, that technicality as now. He's a lot cheaper option than having Fraser Foster. Just hopefully he doesn't have to get called upon. Well, given that you've both gone keep, my opinion doesn't really matter here. Um, so <laughs> we'll move Mark Gillespie to the keep list on a technicality. and then we'll, What was yours going to be? Well, I'm kind of hanging my hat on us bringing in Fraser Forster for some reason. Right. I just think he'd be a better third choice keeper than, than Mark Gillespie. Fraser Forster's better than a third choice keeper though, isn't he? Not at his age though. Got to think he's fucking old now and he's probably being put on a pedestal more because he's been at Spurs and Larissa's shit than, than what his quality <laughs> actually warrants. It'd be nice for him to come home as well, just thinking for him, and we're going to have Champo League football next year, and Spurs aren't. Excellent boy. He is. Didn't you go RGS? He did, yeah. Anyway, final goalkeeper. <laughs> final goalkeeper on the list. He's got a loser's medal from the Carabao Cup final. It's Loris Carius. Terrible last performance in the Champions League with Liverpool. Lots of talk of him wanting to leave, or lots of interest in him from Italy. Can't remember who I went to last. So, Hodgie, do you want to kick us off with whether you think we will keep, loan or sell Carius this year? Well, he originally came in like a six-month contract, didn't he? Then I think we extended it a little bit further. Yeah, it expires at the end of this season. It all depends what really what he wants to do as well. I know he'll probably want to go and kickstart his career again because he's still relatively young in terms of a goalkeeper's career. Yeah. He's probably not even half... Well, he's more, more than halfway, but probably not in terms of like how conditioned he is at the minute. If you're 29 seen him with his shirt off, though, fucking hell, he's an absolute ripped beast. Ooh. I'd say I'd like to keep him just to fiddle into that Darlow role, and then we could probably hopefully look to get a younger keeper in to fill the spot that's left and still have five keepers, potentially. Mm-hmm. Is that too many? Is that, I don't know, it might help if we can get a young English one to <laughs> fudge the Champions League numbers again, but I would, I would say keep if you wanted to stay. I think at this rate, we're only going to get rid of Carl Dollar at this stage. (laughs) We're going to move from a 34-man squad to a 33-man squad. Yeah, I mean, 29 years old, as I say, his contract runs out at the end of this season, as does Mark Gillespie's, I think we should have mentioned before. Hence, Gray or Hodgie's comment of extending that for a year. Gray, what are your thoughts? Do you think Carius has got his eyes on first-team football elsewhere? Yeah, and I think he, again, he deserves to be probably playing more regularly than he will be if he stays. I mean, that League Cup performance, I think, spoke volumes. The bloke who's been sat watching football for a very, very long time, and he comes in and actually has a very respectable game. I mean, he probably didn't watch football for a while after the Liverpool game, that's, did he? That's true, probably trying to get <laughs> it. But no, I think he, certainly if he can get a move to the continent, and I'd say if it's somewhere in Italy, I think that'd be ideal for him, and I think he deserves to be playing. And good luck to the bloke. I mean, what we don't have on here is a fourth column, which is kind of release. So we'll we'll say sell slash release, I guess, for those players. So where's your head at for Carius on that basis, Gray? A B sell. Release, yeah. So we'll release Carius. I'd say the same. So Carius moves to the sell slash release column. Right, let's crack on with the defenders. Another very, very easy decision here. Kieran Trippier, are we saying this is a buttoned on keep for everyone? Big old keep. Yep. Big old keepio. Right, move him across been a fantastic player for us this season we'll do another review um, i guess of the season at another stage but in the interest of time we'll try and blitz through probably captain next season let's be honest and he's a, a button on keep as i say paul dummett paolo 
Eddie Howe's come out towards the end of this season talking about wanting to keep certain players like Dummett, like Matt Ritchie, who will come on to. Hodge, what are your thoughts on Paul Dummett? Homegrown, probably still quite nifty, good to fill in for any injuries. I'd say keep. Gray, what do you think? Yeah, again, he ticks that box for homegrown for Champions League squad. So, yeah, keep. Fine. Paul Dummett, having never played a game in about 14 years, (laughs) (laughs) remains in the Champions League squad for next year. Again, probably on a technicality. Parasite of Newcastle United just... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for listening, Paul. (laughs) This is a crazy fucking squad so far. Pope Doravka, Gillespie, Trippier and Dummett. Excellent. Uh, Okay, worst five-a-side team ever. (laughs) Right, Sven Botman. I mean, easy peasy. Huge future talent. Other than a massive team coming in and trying to pinch him off us. This transfer market, I can't see a reason for him leaving. Can you boys? No, but I think he'd be mad to leave anyway, given where we're heading. He would. Keep Andy as part of the Dutch national team, so congrats. Yeah, congrats, Sven. Very well deserved. His centre-half partner for this season, Fabian Scher, getting on a little bit now. Something to consider, but great. What happens with Fabian Scher for you? I think he's shown his class this year. And like you say, he might be getting on a bit, but... We need players who have been at the club. Yeah, he just seems to be solid and we all rave about his passing ability. So I think for me, it's a no-brainer to keep him. Yeah, he should really see how his contract with us, shouldn't he, Hodge? Yeah, keep for me. He deserves to be playing in the Champions League next year. Absolutely. And that's a good consideration. It's like these players have got us to this place. They deserve their chance at it or crack at the whip. Uh, here's a controversial one. I think we had him on the sell list last season. He's survived another season. It's Jamal Lascelles, our club captain. Hodge. What happens with Jamal Lascelles for you? Uh, I've got to say sell. I'd like to think we could probably still get between 10 to 15 mil for him from someone like Forrest or even a top championship team in the playoff kind of area or even potentially Burnley or Sheffield who've come up or even Luton might want to have a go. Yeah, I think that's a good shout, actually. I think we said we should sell him to Nottingham Forest last season as yeah, well. Yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were buying everyone, so it was going to be worthwhile to yeah, shell there. What was it? Once, twice, third time's a charm. I think we did well to get Shelby and fucking Chris Wood after them. Gray, Jamal Lascelles, what are you saying? Fun as it is, see him pick up yellow cards on the sideline. I think it's, <laughs> uh, I think he's had his day as well. So yeah, I'd like to see him sold. But I've got to say thank you to him. He's been a star at the club oh, yeah, and deserves some acknowledgement for where he's brought us. Absolutely. And we said when we did this last time, he really stepped up when we needed players to step up in the championship and he took hold of that dressing room and he's had a pivotal role in getting us to where we are now. And he's a consummate pro. So could be the end for Jamal. If it is, best of luck to him. Now, Jamal Lewis, the other Jamal in the squad, left back, has played pretty much, no- well, I think we saw him at Chelsea, didn't we? And we're like, who the fuck's that? <laughs> Jamal Lewis, it's not really gone right for him at Newcastle United. Gray, what are you saying for Jamal Lewis? Yeah, he's had a few opportunities. I know he's still young-ish, but I think there's certainly room for improvement in the squad. And I think, yeah, he should be showing the door. Yeah, Jamal Lewis out the door for you. Hodge, what do you think? If he was going to get any better, he would have done by now. Under how I'm sure he would have been given some sort of game time. Mm. And I think for that reason that he hasn't, I'd say sell. I agree. It's had chances. He's been unfortunate with injury. He was an up-and-coming talent. He's done now with that. So it's see you later, Jamal Lewis. There you go then. On to another left back. So we've got Matt Target. In my opinion, good for squad depth. Are you guys thinking the same or would you be learning him out or giving him the boot? I'd agree and say keep, personally. 
Yeah, well, he is the best left back in the club, so I think we've got to keep him. Pretty much the only <laughs> proper left back, isn't he? Here, oh, the joke you're making, great. Okay, all right. So Matt Target, you live to fight another day in Eddie Howe's black and white army. Emil Kraft, obviously incredibly unlucky to get a season-ending injury very early in the season, having played incredibly well. Again, in my opinion, really good cover for Kieran Trippier when he's injury-free and fit and firing. Does anyone have anything contrary to that opinion? I mean, Gray, you can say it out loud. You I, just your hand right. sure, I just made sure Haji didn't jump in. I mean, for me, this is a really tough one between him and Mankio. I think we should keep one and get rid of the other with the idea of bringing in someone better to the squad. I agree. Tossing a coin for me between Kraft and Rinkio. Are you going to toss the coin? I can do if I had a coin handy, but I'd say sell Kraft because I think he's got a few more injury problems. I think Mankio is a little bit more versatile as he can play on the left or right. I am of the same opinion, so I'd sell Kraft. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kraft, I think, has been very unlucky with injury, but before that, I'd been playing incredibly well, as I say. But you've got to go with the people, don't you? It's democracy, this podcast. And we've killed two birds with one stone there as well. So, Emil, Gray, and Hodge are giving you the boot, my lad. And Mankio, you stay in the squad for your versatility on that right and left-hand side. Cool, okay. Harrison Ashby, really easy one. He's a young up-and-coming talent. He only came in in January. We'll put him in the keep list. Dan Byrne, I think there's no plans to get shot of him anytime soon. Has had a good season overall. He's been very steady, can play centre-half, and gives us some cover at left-back. So unless anyone disagrees, I'll be moving him to keep. Yep. Cool. And then Kieran Clark is another easy one. But the other way, he's a sell. We're going to have to get him off the books as soon as possible, aren't we? He's been on loan at Sheffield United this season. He was having a torrid time at Newcastle before he went on loan. And I think has potentially found his level in the championship now. So getting rid of Kieran Clark. Are we all in agreement? Yep. Yep. Great. See you later, yep. Kieran. Uh, lost his head in a friendly in Saudi Arabia. So <laughs> there you go then. Right, we're on to the midfielders now. Again, we've tried to split out midfielders and forwards, according to Wikipedia. And another man approaching the end of his contract for Newcastle United at the end of the season is Matt Ritchie. Again, I think one of the two or three players that Eddie Howe has come out and said that he'd like to keep in the squad, but as to whether he will want to stay and play a bit part role as he has done this season, who knows? Hodge, where's your head at for Matt Ritchie? Keep if he's going to be happy enough to trained to be a coach and keep around the club if he wants to go and play football I don't blame him hopefully we can put in something there where we go look in two three years time when you fully retire would more than happily have you back so I'd say uh, sell if he wants to if he really wants to go away and play football or sell I think or release. He's gonna, yeah. Uh, yeah sell or release yeah okay great what are your thoughts on Matt Ritchie I'd really like this to keep hold of him and I think he's a really vital part of the dressing room clear leadership ability and I'd like him to stay and hopefully take on some sort of coaching capacity in the near future but I think we still need him as that utility player in midfield and I think he still could have a role to play next year so what are you was that a keep from you yeah it's a keep from me I've got the deciding vote ha 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 look listen I think we're Moving on to Champions League football, we have to be ruthless. Not that it fucking matters what we think, but thinking at the club level, we've got to think that we have to start upgrading some of these positions. And I think that position, I mean, he's not going to be left back. He's not going to be centre mid. I really hope that we put some money into investing in our centre mid and upgrading it. And for that reason, I agree with both of you. I'd love to see him back at the club, but for where we want to be, 
he's not the right level at this stage, so he goes in the in the released for me. Um, so that's two against one, I'm afraid, Gray. Right, hopefully another easy one. I think he's been the villain of the piece this year. He was demoted to the under-21 squad. Howe got rid of him previously at Bournemouth. Oh, sorry, no. He forced his way out of Eddie Howe's Bournemouth, didn't he? He uh, did. didn't even kick him out. Didn't even have a chance to kick him out. But he's got his revenge this time around. It's Ryan Fraser. He's just gone this summer, isn't he, Hodge? Call up DHL. We've got a package to send. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gray, do you want to finish the triangle? He's gone, isn't he? We're selling Yeah, him. I wouldn't even be paying for postage, to be honest. I'd just be leaving him <laughs> on the doorstep. So <laughs> Leave him in the back. I'll see if anyone wants to pick him up. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Oh. <laughs> Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, I actually missed what Gray's joke was because my internet's just gone down. I didn't hear any of that. So we're back with Ryan Fraser. What I'd do with him? I think he's a poisonous little dwarf, and I think he should exit our football club immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so he's very much on the sell slash. Uh, well, we're gonna have to sell him because he's still got time left on his contract, or we could just release him from his contract. Either way, get out, Jacob Murphy. We've said this before. Jacob Murphy in the Champions League. Never has there been a more <laughs> perfect pairing in my opinion and i can't wait to see him winding up all the teams in europe so for me jacob murphy is a keep i think he's come on leaps and bounds this season and has been pivotal to where we've got to and knows his role in the squad what do you think gray agree and i can't wait for him to skin mbappe and neymar <laughs> and all these superstar players so yeah bring it on or at least wind them up so that's two keeps for murphy <laughs> hodge anything contrary to that keep the shit house we can wave goodbye to all the haters. I fucking right. Jacob Murphy, you're in the Champions League squad, my lad. Joe Linton, again, probably one of our best players this season. Easy one, buttoned on, keep for me. Big old keep. Yeah, especially now being a full Brazil international. Yes. I know, Big well deserved as well. They were very much missing him in the World Cup, so let's see what they can do with him <laughs> in the squad now alongside Bruno. Right, moving swiftly on, we've got the two Longstaff brothers now. I think two very different outcomes for each of these. We'll start with Matty. For me, his contract comes to an end at the end of this season, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, so he's out of contract as the summer comes around. Yeah, I think his time has come. He's had his chance out on loan as well. I don't think really there's any point in loaning him out. So for me, I'd be releasing Matty Longstaff. Hodge, what are your thoughts? Yeah, agreed. I think the club said they're going to sort out his injury and then... Release him from that point, so see you later, Matty, unfortunately. Yeah, as we said earlier in the show, very promising start to his career, but it's really fizzled out and he's not really done much with it. Gray, what are your thoughts? Same as you guys. I think he's just fallen victim to bad management and being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Under Bruce, that is. Yeah, and what she sell. Well, everything before. <laughs> Been a shit show for a while. And- yeah, true. Matty, good luck on your endeavours. And then the other one, Sean Longstaff, again, put him up there with Joe Linton, perhaps, as one of our most improved players this season. He's been an absolute pivotal part in that central midfield trio of Bruno, Joe Linton, and Sean Longstaff. Obviously, that's who we're talking about. <laughs> I think he's a he's a keep for me, yeah. unless everyone differs. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Thanks for your time, Sean. Right, Elliot Anderson, again, I think the younger lads are easier, apart from Matty Longstaff. Obviously, we've seen flashes of good performances from Elliot Anderson this season. I think Eddie Howe obviously rates him. For me, though, does he need some time out on loan? Is he going to be playing in that squad next season in the Champions League? I'm not sure. Before I make my opinion, Gray, what what are your thoughts? Again, I think he could possibly value from going out on loan, but 
he is our final homegrown player on this list of 34. So I think for that reason, we will have to keep him. Does this still count if they're out on loan? Yeah, because they're not in our squad. Nah, fucking hell. Uh, Hodge, what are your thoughts on Elliot Anderson? Keep, I think he's got talent and I'd like to see him get more Premier League game time uh, or even start more cup competitions to get his confidence in game time up. I don't think we've been too good at learning out our players of recent. I think putting them into like a League 2 setting is just not right for what we need and what we want to go forward. So yeah, keep Anderson and keep playing him because he's, like I say, he's got a good bit of talent about him. Right, so that's too key again. Doesn't matter what I fucking think. But personally, I think Anderson would have benefited from loan from a championship get it right this time squad next season but also i do appreciate your points on we need to fill that quota for homegrown players if that was out of the question i'd definitely be sending him out on loan but given that we need him in this squad i think he probably has to go in the keep and let's hope he can have a decent run in things like cup competitions and rotation in the premier league two very easy ones coming up now should we just kill them both with one stone well let's not kill them because we need <laughs> yeah, them please, please don't kill them i think we might need them next year. <laughs> our precious little babies Bruno and Joe Willock, again, both absolutely key to our success this season. Very different roles, but they both played them very well. Are they both keeps for you guys? 100%. Yeah, be silly not doing 100%. I mean, Bruno more than Willock, um, but they, all, they both play very different games, don't they? So they're both moving across to the keep list, of which we now have 17 players. So that's half of our 34-man squad. We have zero in loans, and we have nine in cell so well, we're doing all right next one on the list he has no right foot but he got 11 goals this season for us in the premier league it's miguel almiron previously our record signing at 21 million quid fucking hell how <laughs> times have changed miggy almiron your favorite player hodge who you have to actually get well you've got to get his name on the back of your shirt this season yeah but you guys have got to pay for it because you didn't get 15 did he he had chances too. Again, you, you get away from the main point here, which is you have to get <laughs> Miggy on the back of your shirt. Well, uh, uh, whoever I get on the back of my shirt, they usually <laughs> seem to leave six months later. So uh, if I get Miggy on the back of my shirt, he might be gone anyway. Sounds like he's trying to get out of this one. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it does, I'll, it? I'll get it. I'll get it. It's just like Grey gets his tattoo. You know what I mean? Another story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> I think for, for me, Miggy Almiron... It's been so long and now he's started to perform. Is he going to be able to do it again? He hasn't really come back to the format he was in. He does try hard, yes, but he's got no right foot, man. And I think uh, I'm just going to put out there, fucking sell, 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 Ooh, sell, sell. Oh, controversial. <laughs> uh, how much do you reckon we could get for Miggy if we did sell him? Secondary question. 20 mil, maybe. 20 mil. So we're not losing anything. If if everything was down to Hodge, we're not losing anything there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gray, what are your thoughts? Obviously quite a controversial one from Hodge, given his performances this year and his goals this year. Uh, but you're right, he's not had the best past few games. Does he have a place in your Champions League squad next year? You said something along the lines of we need to be looking to improve this squad when we're talking about Richie. Miggy has been through thick and thin and as good a season he's had, I think it might actually be quite a good time to try and actually reclaim some of that money. I don't think he'll get 21 million for him, but I think it's time to sell and hopefully upgrade significantly in that area. Get the fuck in. I'm not mad. What the fuck? Well, again, it doesn't fucking matter what I think now. Bloody <laughs> hell. Just look at his little face, man. Look at his little smile. How can you get rid of Miggy? But unfortunately, we have to because you two are bastards. I think you've almost convinced me. I think it's probably a good time. Um, yeah, 
I need to be consistent with what I say. And that <laughs> we need to be upgrading the squad where we can. And that's, you're right, there's potentially an opportunity to do so on that side. Right, two more midfielders. Um, you'll see kind of we've lumped in people like Gordon and ASM in, in forwards, so we've not forgotten about them. We're coming to them. But two more players that have been out on loan this season that almost certainly will not have a part to play in the squad next season are Jeff Hendrick, who is on loan at QPR, and Isaac Hayden, who is out on loan at Norwich. A bit of a fan favourite Isaac Hayden was. Again, was a very strong performer under Bruce, but uh, has almost seemed to see his career fade away a little I mean, are these guys both sells for you guys? They are for me. Yeah, they are for me too. Hopefully Hayden gets his move to London like he's always wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. I'm not sure we'll be able to recoup that much money, but I think they'll probably be on decent wages, so it's good to get them off the wage bill at least um, from an FFP point of view. I can tell you what they're on if you want to know. Well, according to Transfer Mark, you can tell us what they're on. Yeah, Hendrick's 40 grand, and then Hayden's 22 Hendrick's on. Well, I suppose we got him on a free transfer, didn't we? Yeah. Fucking hell, twenty, so forty grand. Yeah. I forgot numbers grand. there. I got. So, I was so. <laughs> oh, nine, twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's sixty-two grand off the wage bill. Hopefully. Uh, right on to the forwards. Three very easy ones, and then one that makes a bit of opinion. Callum Wilson, our number nine, eighteen Premier League goals this season. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I can't wait to see him in the Champions League. Gray, what do you think? Yeah, he was one I was actually thinking, again, as a potential to improve, not in terms of goal-scoring ability, but possibly in terms of consistency and injuries. But I think he deserves a shot in the Champions League. And he's certainly a favourite of mine when he's on the pitch. And I just love his battling attitude. So yeah, I would love to see him in the Champions League next year. So keep. He's like a fine fucking Wayne, is Callum Wilson, in my opinion. Uh, And I think, if anything, we shouldn't be looking to upgrade or replace him. I think we should be looking to supplement him. I don't think we have enough strikers. We've got two recognised strikers in Wilson and Isaac. I think we're of the opinion that Chris Wood has met his loan obligation at Nottingham Forest, so they will be making that permanent in the summer, which is why we're not mentioning him here, even though he is still, according to Wikipedia, a Newcastle United player. But, Hodge, sorry about that waffle. Uh, Callum Wilson, what are your thoughts? Keep for similar reasons Easy. for Gray. He's he's a he's a battler, and we're going to need battlers uh, this season to get through all the games and get through that European football that we've got. Oh, uh, super Swede now. Uh, he's a record signing. He's been fantastic when he's played this season. And mercurial talent, Alexander Isaac. He's up there with like Trippier, Bruno, Joe Linton, whatever. For me, he's a he's a keep, isn't he? <laughs> you wouldn't sell him even if you had a gun to your head. I don't think. Well, you don't know. I'm quite a yeah. I'm quite a scary cat. Like uh, <laughs> Tony Gordon, number eight, got his first goal against Chelsea at the weekend, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Forty-five million quid for in January. First of all, he's only been here six months. Second of all, he's very young. And third of all, we've got to get some of that fucking forty-five million quid out of him first. Is he a keep for both of you? Yep. Yeah, a keep for me for sure. Go on then. Okay, uh, we'll do the easy one first. So he's currently on loan at Hearts of Midlothian. He's our Australian export. He actually got his first goal, didn't he? Um, for he Hearts. did it the weekend. Against the Rangers, wasn't it? Was it? Well, I don't think he's had the best time in Scotland, but he is our player. He's apparently one for the future, Garan Qual. For me, I think he needs some more loan time. It's too soon for him to feature in the Champions League squad, our squad, next year. So he's our, in my opinion, our one and only loan. Hodge, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think we keep him. 
But I think we definitely look to learn and not to Scottish football. I think with every single player that we're going to be learning out, we need to look to learn to a team that's a, similar to what we do, but not to a league that isn't going to be supplementing them with drive and hunger. A lot of these players like thrive quite a lot in the Belgian league, which I think Man City and Chelsea put players to. And there's some good talent kicking about there and they're all young. So it's a thirsty league. So learn to somewhere like that or Holland potentially as well. I wasn't expecting that. So Hodge reckons we should ship Garen Qual out to Belgium. Weirdly, I didn't, I didn't see that coming in a month of Sundays. It's just a great stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I disagree with both of you. Although I'd argue about sending him to the continent. I think he possibly may need a bit more kicking in the League One just to toughen <laughs> up a little bit. So yeah, I think the Scottish League certainly good blooding ground for that, isn't it? So I think loan, but keep in England. Well, thank fuck for that. We've got 33 players into the list and we've finally managed to put one on the loan list. What does that say about our roster at the minute? Right, I'm not going to open up on this one, but our final player of the 34 that we've been through, again, there's players like Kelland Watts, uh, Joe White, young players that we're not doing on this list. This is kind of the, the first team squad as we saw it on Wikipedia anyway, and 34 we thought was enough. But oh, Hodge, do you want to open us up on Alain Saint-Maximin? Hard one, isn't it? <laughs> Very hard. It is. Um, he's always said he wanted um, Champions League football. He's done very well for us. It's a, a real, real tough call. I think his, his Instagram post that he put out a while back was something that I think people have taken as him wanting to leave, which was, never forget who was there when no one else was. Time passes, memories fade. Yeah. Feelings change, people leave, but hearts never forget. Making history. Oh, that's such a mad message. Fucking hell. Cryptic, isn't it? Isn't it just cryptic as hell? Like, I think he's deserved the Champions League football the way that he's played for us in the past. But it's just the money if AC Milan come in with like that floating around that 40 mil mark, man, you can get a real good player who tracks back for that money. But I'm uh, going to give him one more benefit of the doubt and say keep. Gone full There's circle, always January. I, <laughs> I was going to say, a few weeks ago, we said if fucking AC Milan or someone came in with 40 million quid, would snap their hands off. Yeah. Uh, so we've gone all round the houses that time. Uh, Gray, anything to add to that? No, but I'm just sticking with what I said a few weeks ago. And I think he deserves the opportunity to play Champions League football at Newcastle, a club which, like you said, he's been through the tough times and deserves some of the good times. So for me, I'd keep him as well. Hodge, do you say keep, yeah? Uh, yes. Okay, Grace said keeps so again. Doesn't fucking matter what I think. However, had we not secured Champions League football, he would have been trying to probably force his way out of the club. And it doesn't help that while we've been recording, while one of you were fucking rambling on, <laughs> uh, I was watching a compilation of someone on Twitter that's put together all these chances that ASM's created that other people have missed. That's quite a lot. I'm going to share it with you lot in a second. But yeah, I think he can be brilliant on his day. He does need to add that defensive side to his game, but he's a keep, uh, isn't he? And we'll see him in the Champions League next year, hopefully. Right. Fucking hell. What a mammoth effort that was. How many have we now got on the keep list? We have 21 players, so we've chopped down 13 players from that 34. On the keep list, we've got Pope, Dubravka, Gillespie, Trippier, Dummett, Botman, Cher, Target, Mankio, Ashby, Byrne, Murphy, Joe Linton, Sean Longstaff. Elliot Anderson, Bruno, Willock, Wilson, Isaac, Gordon, ASM. Decent little squad, though, isn't it? Fucking hell. Not bad. Uh, on the loan list, we've got the one and only Garan Kual. 
And then out the door, either being sold or released, we have Carl Darlow, Loris Carius, that's not two full names, we've got Lascelles, Lewis, Kraft, Clark, Richie, Fraser, Matty Longstaff, Almiron, Hendrick, and Hayden. Oh, no, I need a drink of water or something. I'm absolutely exhausted. Right, and that just about does it then. That's our keep low and sell list for this 2022-23 season. Obviously, it doesn't matter what we fucking think, but let's see how many of them we get right. Dan Ashworth is going to be a very, very busy man over the summer months trying to sort out this squad and take us that Champions League level. So let's see what we do. Let us know if you agree with our choices. We will share the keep, learn, sell list on our socials. I would love to hear your thoughts. We've talked probably long enough. Do not fear, we will be keeping you topped up with Newcastle-based podcasts over the summer months, those quiet summer months. Um, We've got a few standalone episodes that we'd love to do, starting with our TOTT end-of-season awards show. So keep your eye on socials for the voting there. I guess all we've got to do now is say goodbye. We'll see you in the next one. Say bye, Gray. Bye. Ta-da. Ta-da. That's all, folks. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal a last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 